This is the 445th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC, and we're going to try to preview the upcoming game between the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints, and we have a special, very special guest. John DeShazier to help us out. He's the senior writer for the New Orleans Saints.com website. And he's going to come and help us get ready for the game on Sunday. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, the Falcons are 7-9, and nine, and the Saints are 8-8. Eight and eight. They are hot. They've won three of their last four. Derek Carr has gotten healthy and is uh, playing uh, lights-out football right now. He's completing 73% of his passes. But uh, these are two teams that could, you know, uh, both make it to the playoffs. The Saints um, scenarios, we don't have to go over those. They got a couple different paths. Uh, that involve, uh, you know, that involves beating the Falcons, of course, and then they need Tampa Bay to lose to win the division. But they also have a shot at the wild card, and that's going to involve them beating the Falcons and then Seattle and Green Bay losing. So there are a couple paths for the Saints at 8-8. Eight and eight. The only path for the Falcons at 7-9 is to win the division with an 8-9 record. They have to beat the Saints, and Tampa Bay will have to lose to the Panthers. And that will give the Falcons the playoff berth because of their four and two conference uh, division record. Four and two division record. They go to the playoffs hosting a game at eight and nine. So with that, let's move on to some of the issues coming out of the Chicago loss, thirty-seven to seventeen to the Bears. Here's what Arthur Smith had to say on some of those issues he saw in that loss to the Bears. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's obviously things that uh, come up every Sunday, and especially when you get a result like you did yesterday, and you come out and um, you got three drives, and you only come, you know, move the ball for almost 200 yards, you only get seven points, and uh, you know they hit a couple plays and put ourselves in a hole, and uh, you know they stayed in rhythm, they hit they hit plays, they stayed in their play action and uh, keeper game, and uh, we never never. We're able to, to close the gap and uh, credit to Chicago, but uh, things that we you know will certainly get cleaned up and we you know 
get them cleaned up in a hurry because this is a huge game for us Sunday down in New Orleans. Taylor Heineke suffered a aggravated his left ankle injury in the uh, loss and didn't finish the game. That's the second time he hasn't been able to finish this year. He started in Arizona and got knocked out of that game and also got knocked out of this one against the Bears. And Desmond Ritter came on and finished it up. But uh, here is Coach Arthur Smith on Taylor Heineke's status for Sunday's game against the Saints. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously he's going to do everything he can to play. Uh, we'll have to monitor that. Uh, you know, it was obviously sore last week. That's why he was limited and then clearly felt good to play. You know, like a lot of guys, week 18, nobody feels great. And so we'll just have to monitor it. But I know Taylor, he's going to put everything he can into trying to, trying to go. All right, that's what Coach had to say. Um, he's going to know by Friday. He's going to have to make a decision uh, by Friday if he's going back to Ritter, who uh, started down in New Orleans last year. So he could be back out there, depending on Heineke's ankle and how fast it heals. If it's a high ankle sprain, that would be a really gutsy performance. But if it's a regular role, he's got a shot to make it back and play in New Orleans. Now, here is Coach Arthur Smith on if he's okay with the run defense heading into this last week. Yeah, we've been pretty good most of the year. I mean, you know, yesterday, like I said, uh, and credit to them. You know, they got out to that lead, and they did. They had a nice mix, and that's the, that was part of the reason we wanted to get some early momentum. And uh, once they got up, they held the ball for a while, and almost in a, a whole quarter. And they did. They popped those runs late. Uh, Obviously, they had the play extensions with, with fields, and you know, that hurt us on a few passing downs. And credit to them. They end up, you know, we got, in, we got behind, and, and you got to go for it on fourth and 17 backed up, you know, just because, you know, there's possessions are limited at that point, and we needed two scores, and um, they made the play, and we didn't. All right. Well, we, we wanted to know about the run defense because the Bears pretty much uh, had their way with the Falcons, and, um, you know, and the Saints are going to try to copy it. So, you know, the run defense, he felt it was been doing pretty good, and they just got a couple runs late. But, uh, you know, Khalil Herbert went for uh, 124, 18 carries for 124. They gave up 159 total, uh, and they just hadn't been giving up that, that kind of yardage totals throughout the season. So, uh, and we know the Saints have been trying to stick with the run. We'll go over that in our news and notes segment. But uh, that's why the run defense is uh, spotlighted here. Now, here is Coach Arthur Smith on if he feels like it was a missed opportunity. With the Saints beating the Bucks last week, the Falcons could have helped their playoff chances out. And here's what he said about that. I think when, you know, you lose games, you know, like I said, I mean, we've lost some close games. I know most games are close in this league. And certainly you've had chances. Um, I think everybody gets frustrated, you know, right after. I mean, you put a lot into it, but that, does it break anybody's spirit here? No. I mean, that's what we've proven over and over again that, that we've done this to ourselves. It's nobody's fault but your own, and you got to start with me as it, as it should. But that's what gives you a lot of confidence, all right? Nobody liked what happened yesterday. We got life. However crazy it played out, um, that is what the situation is. And, Obviously, it's any time we play New Orleans, it's a big deal. and Certainly, this game's got a lot on the line, and I know there's some of it's out of our control. But again, that's our own doing, right? To not control your own 
but we we got to get ready to go and uh, put everything we got and go beat New Orleans. Yeah, the Falcons, uh, you know, they just couldn't get on the roll this season. They needed to rip off two or three wins. Uh, they never got to three, you know, three or four. You know, that's all the Saints are doing here. They're getting hot just to get to eight and eight and uh, could be going into the playoffs playing some good football. It just hasn't been able to work for the Falcons this year. And it's, uh, you know, they go beat the, the, the Colts, which is a playoff team first place in the AFC South, and then go up to Chicago and lay an egg. Now, the Falcons are 2-6 and six on the road this year. Just, just have, didn't travel well. But here is cornerback A.J. Terrell discussing some of the team matters here, heading into the showdown with the Saints. You know, there might be a few different sprinkles, you know, here and there. Uh, just... It's not too much different, you know, at the end of the season. The team's going, it's all about execution and things like that. So just trying to get on, get in and get off the field and uh, get our offense the ball and uh, go down there and put points on the board. Hey, um, run run defense held. They were able to get a couple out late. Are y'all okay with the run defense? That it just, you know, it was just a uh, game where they just got a couple big runs late. You just saying recently? Yeah, to uh, yesterday. Yeah, just, um... <coughs> Just being uh, gap sound and things like that, um, things that we can control. You know, just watching the film and making sure we correct the things that's 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 shown on tape and uh, not let it happen again. So um, that's just something that we can control going into this week. And um, what do you um, know about Derek Carr? Having faced him, you know, he was a new guy. Now you've seen him uh, up close in person. Yeah, you know, he competitor. Um, I feel like, you know, us as a defense, you know, things that we can throw at them and um, try to get them off track, you know, where we can make plays on the ball and try to get them off, a little bit off schedule so we can make plays and get off the field on third down and, you know, like I said, give our offense the opportunity to go score and put points on the board. What would it mean to make the playoffs for the first time since you've been here? Yeah, it would mean a lot. Um, first time for me, so uh, it's something that we definitely been striving for, had – you know, these goals at the beginning of the season, we got a lot of people on the um, new faces on the roster and things like that. And uh, it's about that time to, you know, break through and make this push and, you know, do the things that we plan to do early uh, early this season. All right. We uh, we also wanted to, to address the run defense with linebacker Caden Ellis. Here is our interview with linebacker Caden Ellis about the defense. Just the... Uh... The last half of the season, just the sloppy games in the red and the rain in New York, Charlotte was messy, and then the snow yesterday. Uh, but you know, football players you yeah. like the weather like that. But uh, any silence that you're playing at home and inside on Sunday? <laughs> um, yeah, it, not home, but, but it's all right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, no, no worries. It, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be nice to you know have a, a roof over our head. But to your point, you know. I was pretty excited when I saw it was snowing out uh, yesterday. So, uh, pros and cons to both. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the running game, they just got a couple out late yesterday. Are y'all okay with getting back in and uh, you know, make sure that gap sound uh, yep. in the run, run defense? Got to make sure we are because, uh, you know, they got some really talented running backs over, over in New Orleans and uh, got to get ready for them. So, we'll, we'll make sure it's sound. Mm-hmm. And what would it mean if everything breaks right and the Atlanta Falcons go to the playoffs? mean everything and it'd be time to go on a run 
All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We've heard from Coach Arthur Smith, A.J. Terrell, and Caden Ellis. Upcoming after the break, we'll have our special guests join us and discuss the New Orleans Saints. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and I want to share an offer with you before we move forward. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com podcast. Again, that's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, before we move on, I'd like to introduce our special guest, John DeShazier of the New Orleans Saints. He's a senior writer, longtime journalist in New Orleans, and he's going to come on the show and give us everything we need to know about the New Orleans Saints. How you doing, John? I'm great, D-Led. How you doing, brother? Hey, let's get right to it. I know you got a Pelicans game to get to. Hey, tell us about the player Derek Carr here down the stretch and how he has the Saints on the verge of the playoffs. You know, this is the Derek Carr that, that the Saints thought they were getting from the beginning. I mean, the last four games, he's completing 73% of his passes, 10 touchdowns, one interception, 1,010 yards. I mean, not great yards, but he's taking care of the football. He's only been sacked five times. He hadn't fumbled the ball any during those four games. And, I mean, this is the guy that the Saints thought they were going to have at the beginning of the season. Now, some of it's been he was beat to hell earlier in this season. I mean, he had a couple of concussions. He had some bruised ribs, some fractured ribs, actually. He had a, a, a an AC joint sprain in his throwing shoulder. So he's been a little bit beat up this season. And now he's been back to full health for maybe the last five weeks or so. And it's showing on the field finally. And I see in the uh, Tampa game, he, he went to Jawan Johnson and uh, Chris Olave. Are they the two primary targets in the passing game for him? Yeah, really, it's really is probably more Chris and Rashid Shahid, although Jawan has come on lately because Jawan had the game of his career on Sunday against Tampa Bay. He caught a touchdown. He had like 90 receiving yards, and he caught one, a beautiful 32-yarder on like third and like 
36 from the Saints' four-yard line, and Carl laid it out there for me. He caught the back half of the football, stretched out a beautiful play um, by Juwan Johnson. But, I mean, Chris Olave really is that dude for this team, especially with no Michael Thomas. And Rashid Shaheed's still kind of learning the nuances of playing receiver. He's the speed guy. He's got seven catches of 40 or more yards this season. So he's the guy who's going to stretch the field. He's the guy who's going to be the home run hitter if they have one. Um, but Chris Olave is kind of that dude. He's got you know, 80-plus catches, 1,000 yards, a career high. And uh, he's been the steady hand, that receiver. He's the guy who everybody concentrates on. And yet he's still kind of able to work his way into those soft spots, whether it's zone or get by guys man-to-man. And how's Kamara doing? He's from Norcross High, and one of his old high school teammates, Lorenzo Carter, is on the Falcons. How has how has his season been? Well, he's got another thousand yards. I mean, it, uh, an amazing stat. Alvin's first one hundred games, he had nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine yards, which is crazy. So, guys, basically averaging hundred yards a game. Uh, now, he got dinged up in that Tampa Bay game. He had an ankle injury uh, early in the, in the in that game. He didn't make it to halftime. So. We'll see how he is against the Falcons. And we know the Falcons play him extremely well. Them, Tampa Bay, generally have played Alvin Kamara better than anybody in the league. You see a guy as much as they do, and you kind of understand the things that he likes to do and where the Saints like to use him. But the Saints are going to need him if they want to win this game because, I mean, I think they're going to have to score some points. I know the Falcons have struggled some in scoring, but, I mean, I think the Falcons have kind of pulled, especially when they played him in Atlanta, they basically – bloody the Saints nose with that run game and the Saints have to be able to do something about it and the Saints want to be the team that bloodies the nose they did that against Tampa Bay if they're going to do it against the Falcons they're going to have to have Alvin and uh mention the defense uh what's going on over there looks like Cam Jordan's uh you know nearing the end at least he doesn't have uh the numbers that he usually has but what's going on on the defensive side of the ball yeah, well, the big thing with Cam is he's had an ankle injury. He's got a torn ligament in his ankle. He's been playing with it, you know, basically for the last you know, six, seven weeks. So he's playing first and second down basically as, as a run a rundown guy. Uh, they sub in Zach Bond, the linebacker, put him at left defensive end, and Zach Bond's giving him some production there. Uh, the defense last week against Tampa Bay played probably as well as it has this season. The fourth four turnovers really got after the Buccaneers. Um, they knew what the Bucs wanted to do from snap one, and they acted like they knew exactly what Tampa Bay wanted to do. I don't know if they can do that against the Falcons again, but they certainly did it against Tampa Bay. Uh, Demario Davis is like, you know, Wolverine. He he doesn't seem to be aging very much. Uh, you know, the secondary's changed because you don't have Marshawn Lattimore now, but you do have Isaac Yadam, who's played pretty well. Alante Taylor's played well in the slot corner. Uh, you've got Paulson Adebo leads the team at four, four interceptions at the other cornerback slot. And the safeties are Tyron Matthew. And then Jonathan Abram came and gave him some play at safety last week, too. You know, he had a forced fumble and he had an interception. So they've gotten some guys kind of going a little bit defensively. Tano Passigno gives them a little bit something on the pass rush, as well as the rookie Brian Brzee at, at defensive tackle. So they figured out some things, but I think, you know, obviously they don't have the production that they would like to have from Cam Jordan. They haven't had the pass rush production from the middle of the defense in terms of getting it from Colin Saunders and from Nathan Shepard, but they have gotten it from other areas. So hopefully they'll be able to generate some some more this Sunday. And uh, just, you know, what type of team is this? If they can get to the playoffs, can they do some damage in there? I think they're on a hot streak. If, if they can get in, I think they've got their confidence together, and especially if they can get in and get that first game at home. I think that would be critical for them to win 
and for somehow Carolina to come up with a win against Tampa Bay to give them the division title. I think if they can play that first home game and ride the momentum that they've built, I think they might be a tough out when it gets to the second round. But, you know, even going even going on the road, if they somehow get a wild card, would be an accomplishment for this team because this team did not look like it had playoff timber whatsoever maybe three, four weeks ago. They looked like a team that was just playing for a draft pick. They didn't look like a team that was going to be a threat to do anything. And they kind of clicked in and synced in and figured out exactly what they want to do on offense. The defense started playing a little bit better because the defense – had been giving up gushes of yards and yards and yards. And it really kind of culminated against the Rams on Thursday night where they couldn't stop anything the Rams wanted to do. Pass game, run games, they had no clue what to do with the Rams. But they've kind of figured it out since then. And uh, last two, Pete Warner. How's Pete Warner uh, playing on the defense? I saw he led with nine tackles uh, last week against the Bucks. He's been a real good compliment to Mario Davis. I mean, because somebody's going to have to take over that spot. Once DeMario Davis retires, it doesn't seem like DeMario's going to retire anytime soon. He still seems to have a little bit of juice. But Pete Werner is the guy who, you know, is flying side to side. He's making a lot of tackles. He isn't creating enough, as many turnovers as you'd like to see. But he's the guy who's getting around the ball. If, if DeMario's not around the ball, Pete Werner generally, generally is that guy who's around the ball. So he's giving them exactly what they had hoped to get from him at that linebacker spot. He's going to be really good for this team in the future. Who they're going to pair with him after Demario Davis leaves, we don't know. But we know that there's one linebacker spot locked down, and that's going to be Pete Werner. Yeah, and then we're going to close here with my last question. He's uh, one of my favorite Saints. He always seems to do, do some damage to the Falcons. Tell us what type of season Tyson Hill is having. Man, Tyson, well, he's, he's kind of had an up-and-down season. He's been a little bit dinged up. Uh, they use him some in the run game, and he's thrown a couple of passes, and he's caught a couple of passes. So he's been a multi-threat. But really, he's the guy who the percentages say if he carries it about 10 times or so, the Saints' percentages of success dramatically jump. So he's a guy who kind of needs the ball in his hands, and yet you've got enough guys on offense to where it's kind of hard to figure out exactly what to do with it. When they run that quarterback power, and it's basically 11 on 11 on offense, and you have to account for the quarterback, that's when the Saints have been the best with him on the field. He's turned out to be a much-improved receiver, but him in the shotgun, taking that quarterback power and running it left or right has been really his, his best thing going for him the last couple of seasons because he's a guy, if he breaks the line of scrimmage and he gets to the second level, he's a big dude. People don't want to hit him. He's hard to get on the ground, and he distributes some punishment. And I know guys in the secondary – aren't real fond of tackling them. So it'll be interesting to see how the Saints utilize them on Sunday. Well, John, I want to thank you so much for coming by the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, taking uh, on short notice and your busy schedule. Uh, just want to uh, thank you and uh, take care, and we'll see you on Sunday in the press box when the Falcons take on the New Orleans Saints. Thanks so much. Thank you, D-Land. Look, don't, don't forget where your hat, bring a jacket or something because the Superdome press box is always cold. I can tell you that. All right. We want to thank John for coming on by and uh, enlightening us about the Saints and Derek Carr and how they're playing. Should be a good contest. And thanks for that tip. I'll be sure to take a pullover uh, to the press box because I uh, so it won't because it's going to be cold. He told me that already. So we'll be ready for that on Sunday. 
All right, now let's move on to the news and notes here. John covered a lot of the Saints, so I don't, I could skip some of these here, but, uh, you know, the tail of the tape, uh, he mentioned the Falcons running the ball on them to close out that game. They also had a 92 yard interception return for a touchdown. So, um, you know, the turnover battle w- will be big again, but the Falcons, uh, averaged 130.1 rushing. That's eighth in the league. And then the Saints, or 21st in run defense at 20, uh, 122.5. So if the Falcons get a lead, they'll be able to run the ball on the Saints and then try to get up out of there. Now, Derek Carr didn't have a great game up here last time, but he's hot now and healthy. So we'll see if that translates to the Saints offense being able to move on the Falcons defense. But uh, the Saints are 16th overall in yards. They're tied for 14th in points, 22.1. They're also in the top half of the league in passing with 234 yards a game. They're 12th. They are 21st in running, 99.3. But they stay with the run in that win over the the Bucks last week. They uh, ran it 35 times for 108 yards. Jamal Williams, he only had two carries in the last meeting. Uh, he had 19 for 58, and then Kamara had 10 for 45. Uh, those are some great nuggets uh, from John on uh, Kamara, you know, his stats and so forth over his career. Now, Alave, stat-wise, he's 84 catches for 1,067 yards and four touchdowns. Pete Warner, we, we discussed he led the team in tackles against the Bucks there with nine. And in that game, Carr was 24-32 for 197, two touchdowns, a zero uh, interceptions, and 111.1 passer rating. And uh, tight end Jawan Johnson had a, that was his career game, according to John. He um, caught eight of 12 balls for 90 and one touchdown. And we know the Falcons struggled on tight ends at times this year. In the last game, he had four for 45 against the Falcons. So that's a factor. Now, just looking back, um, the Falcons won that game 24 to 15, uh, week 12 of the season. You know, at the time we were thinking, hey, this Jesse Bates play may have turned the season around. But, you know, they would go on to lose at Carolina, uh, barely beat the Jets after that, bench Desmond Ritter again. Beat the Colts, which is, you know, best team. That was their second win over a team with a winning record. And then go up to Chicago and fall on their face. So you see the inconsistencies, the up and downs. And, uh, you know, so much so that, uh, you know, the coach's uh, future is being openly discussed. So, uh, but in week 12, it was 24 to 15. Falcons won on November 26th. Ever since that day. This team has been going in one direction, and the Saints have been going in another. Uh, And we're going to see that on Sunday. If the Falcons can uh, uh, pull out the win somehow with all the turmoil swirling around the team, you know, the owner not wanting to talk about things, and uh, the coach, uh, you know, openly discussing, you you know, his job security. So, and then the Saints have gotten hot here on the stretch, down the stretch, eight and eight. And, uh, but I mean, they need the Bucks. They, they, 
Yeah, the Bucks are probably not going to lose to the Panthers. So that's the foul. That'll be the end of the Falcons and not the Saints because the Saints then have to look at Green Bay and Seattle. Here, let me see. I had those playoff scenarios up. Let's just go over that. Falcons is that. That's the only way for them. Now for New Orleans, they need a uh, New Orleans win plus a Tampa Bay loss or tie or a New Orleans tie and a Tampa Bay loss. Okay, and uh, to go in via the wild card stuff, they, Tampa Bay beats the Panthers. Let's just give them that one. And then now the Saints would need a win plus a Seattle loss and a, a loss or tie and a Green Bay loss or tie. Or they'll need a New Orleans tie and a Seattle loss and Green Bay loss. So, um, yeah, that was uh, was looking at the schedule there too. The uh, the Saints, the New Orleans, uh, the Bucks, they need that one. And here's the bottom one, the other trifecta for them that they'll need. They got to win, and then they'll need uh, the Seattle plays at the Cardinals, and Green Bay plays the Bears. So, um, and those two teams are still a lot. Well, the the Bears and Packers are not eliminated. The Cardinals are eliminated. They'll have the bus running. So Seattle will probably win that one. The Green Bay, Chicago is a toss-up just because of uh, how good Justin Fields is playing now. So that's um, that's the Saints situation. Both of these teams look like they could be at home here. Uh, but Tampa Bay wins. They're going. And then uh, I don't think the Saints are going to get that uh, Seattle loss and Green Bay loss. Seattle's going to win in Green Bay. Um, it's probably, you know, Green Bay should beat the Bears too. So they, they uh, you know, this could be two uh, uh, eight and nine teams or seven and 10, uh, nine and eight, 10 teams at home kicking themselves, looking at, you know, games they should have won or should have lost. You know, uh, Falcons have a lot of those games uh, to look back on. And then we'll just see how uh, we'll slide into the offseason here after this game on Sunday at the Caesar Superdome between the Atlanta Falcons, 7-9, and nine, versus the New Orleans Saints, who are 8-8 eight and eight in the NFC South with one game to play. So with that, we're going to hope you all had a happy new year and brought it in right. And then we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.